um, let's just do the super quick version of the uh, Zaza night. Yeah, we haven't done that. Have we, we haven't done that. So I just want to do kind of a quick version of that because then I have something to add to it. <laughs> sweet. Okay, go ahead. I was just okay, thinking. so, well, let's intro our podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Hi. episode number 16, for real, 16, of Conversations with Goddesses. Goddesses. <laughs> We've tried to do 16 in the little, like, podcast, like, editing thing. It's I like heard. 16, really 16, and then it's like, hot mess, don't use this one. <laughs> it's like, unusable, unusable. <laughs> like, when you save a guy's phone number, like, do not answer. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is the podcast that you do not answer. I have had, sadly, many men named that in my phone. Look how sad. That's all. Oh my goodness. Yeah, but I went to brunch. So we started drinking at like one. It wasn't a wild, crazy brunch. I literally had like one and a half glasses of rosé. That's it. Oh. It was too gross and cold outside. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like a brunchy day where you're like on the patio and you're like, let's just get fucked up. It was like, okay, we're cold. We had a drink. Let's go home. <gasps> we were all just like in our coats at the table. Like, okay, bye. It's nice to meet you. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured. Plus I was supposed to be working. Um, okay. So let's tell this, this story really quick because I'm sure it's something that other people have faced or at least on some spectrum. So we started to talk about it in the last episode or we were going to go in that direction. And then I went off the rails. <laughs> I'm ordering Uber wine while you're doing this. Okay, okay. Order Uber wine. So all... I couldn't find any couriers in your area. No! The coroner stop that always is like, huh? Oh, the coroner stop. I thought you said the coroner stopped. I'm like, are you ordering a dead body? (laughs) Coroner stop. It's always available and it's always like so fast. It's like, and they have a 13.5% Chardonnay, which I'm like, okay, I'll take for like (laughs) $11.99. So anyway, I had to go to 7-Eleven all by myself and buy wine. Anyway, uh-uh. so the uh, story we were going to start talking about last time, uh, but I had a nervous breakdown that night, okay. and that's when I was trying to use the analogy of like having a baby. That's the direction that was all going. <laughs> that went like crazy. I was like that whole conversation. I was just scared. I was like, I know this isn't about a baby, but I know <laughs> what this is about, and I don't know what to say. And I was like trying to pull out real examples of my friends that have been trying to have babies, but then I was like, I don't know what we're talking this about. <laughs> It's so funny. Yeah, it's like when somebody's using an analogy for something and you're like, okay, I know we're not talking about like donuts. What yeah. are you talking about? Because clearly it's way more important than donuts. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, the baby analogy, I'll just I'll just recap it really quickly. You order your wine. So there's an actual incident that we're gonna talk about, but uh I was trying to ease into it last time with an analogy, except for this analogy came after two happy hours, and then our podcast recording was gonna be like my third and I thought I was like all handling it all fine until like about 20 minutes in and yeah but anyway so the analogy I was trying to use is like say that you're a woman in your mid-30s and you want to have a baby and you've never been able to have a baby and and it doesn't seem like it's going to happen for you and then like your best friend who you always hang out with is is just having babies left and right and you're just always around them and you want to hang out with her and you want to be happy for her babies but you're like you're like still so sad that you can't and it's really hard for you to just like give up this thing that you've wanted forever and be like, okay, I'm cool with not having babies. I'll just like chill and play with her babies and be happy for her. What you want to do, and it's not her fault. You're not mad at the babies. You're not mad at your friend. It's, it's like you're struggling with yourself. You know what I mean? No, it's just because you keep saying the word babies and she has so many of them. You're like all of her babies and like you want to hang out with the babies. <laughs> she has a cabbage patch of babies. I was having a conversation when it was really happening. You just kept saying all these multiple babies and I was like, <laughs> like, yeah, you gotta have. 
you don't understand. It's not one baby. It's not two babies. She has three. She's like 12 babies. <laughs> You're like, she's having babies. And you just have to hang out with her and all her babies. And I was like, why does she have so many babies for so <laughs> Every time you go over there, she has another baby. She's just like popping up babies while you're sitting there. So I guess you could also use the analogy like, or if somebody's like has the job that you want that you're always trying for and never getting or the, the money seems like, I've also like, speaking of money, you know, been around those people where it just seems like everywhere they turn, they like run into money. <laughs> it just like starts coming out of every orifice. And you're like, yeah, how can I be literally like never not working and still not ever be making as much money as this like person? They have like- Because we're the people that are going to hustle now and then what we're hustling for like in the future will have plenty of money. It will happen. Anyway, so actually not even the really best analogies. I'll just jump to the actual scenario. So Em is beautiful and, um, you know, she's a model. She's like really tall and she's like really, you know, she's great at doing her makeup and she always looks super <laughs> great. I mean, you do. Like you're beautiful, but then you also like enhance it really well. But also on top of that, I do tend to be like never wear any makeup and like hair in a ponytail and like sweats or leggings every single day. Yeah. I actually, as a hobby, love playing with makeup because it's like an, it's an art form that I love. And you know what? Actually, recently I've been um, a little bit each day just doing a tiny bit and it like actually makes me feel like better about myself. And, 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 I, and I'm just telling you, like when you're getting ready, I put on music and my favorite thing or a podcast is to listen like you up or whatever, but I lay out all my makeup and you know, my mom and my sister are artists and I didn't get like the painting, but I... I think I'm pretty good at doing makeup on myself, but it's just, yeah. it's fun for me. And I find new products and I get like excited about contouring and like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's yeah. that aspect. It's not all just because I feel like I have to have it on. I love playing with it. Right, right. Okay. So, so I'm just putting that part out there and then, so anyway, okay. I had decided to get off the apps the dating apps for a while. And I did, but I was thinking, okay, well, if something falls in my lap, like I've put out a lot of feelers to people like, oh, if you know anybody that's looking to meet somebody, let me know, da da da. And so um, during this time, which now was like, I don't know, a month ago, because so much time has passed. So one of my uh, clients was like, you know, I gave, I guess we'll call him E, that's his first initial. So I gave E your number. So he's going to be calling you or whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. And so um, he texted and I agreed to meet him for a coffee and I even didn't want to go. And it was after, like it was on a Saturday and uh, that day I'd gotten up at literally, sometimes I do this, I'll get up at like 2.30 or 3 in the morning. I know you probably do this sometimes too. And instead of like trying to go back to sleep, I'm just like, fuck it. I'll just get up and like try to like get shit done. Yeah. So I got up at like 2.30 in the morning. And so I'm, I'm just precedenting all of this with like the state of mind I'm building towards. <laughs> so we have like no sleep. Okay. So I got up at 2.30 for the first half of the day. I was uh, like working and then I was meeting him for a coffee at 1.30. So I worked literally until one because I was like, oh, I don't even want to get ready for this thing. So I think I'm like in workout clothes, haven't washed my hair, have no makeup on everything. And I'm just like, I'm just going for a coffee. I'm going to stay one hour. And I'm like, I really don't want to go. But it's like, if my client hadn't been the one that said, me up with this person, I would have canceled. So I put my hair in a ponytail because it was like not washed. I did like um, a little lip balm, probably a little powder, like that's it. Um, didn't shower, nothing. <laughs> and I just, I wore like jeans and like, like a cream colored lace tank top that I thought was kind of cute and uh, not flip flops. I wore actual like my Puma baskets, my new olive colored Puma baskets. Uh, so I actually felt like I was dressed for myself. And he lives in a city, a suburb that's about 40 minutes away. 
it was, it's pretty far. So it was far enough that I was like, Oh, I should probably stay at least one hour. Cause he's driving yeah. all of this way and everything. And so the place that we picked was, um, it actually was coffee, but also had like a bar, but I'm like just getting a coffee. I, I want this to be a short day. So we meet, we have the coffee and totally open mind. He seems relatively nice, though he thinks masks are kind of silly right off the bat. So I'm like, okay, masks are silly. And then um, he does say that I had pretty eyes. Oh, but it was like the husband of the client who, who knows this guy. He was like, yeah, he told me that you weren't a total dog, but he didn't tell me you had nice eyes. And I was like, wait, what? He said that again at dinner. He said, um, yeah, yeah. He said, oh, she's not a dog. Yeah. So, okay. But this is early. That's how he pumps you up. That's how the friend's setting you up. Yes. That's okay. how he prefaced it. Yes. He's, he's setting me up with somebody and the guy's like, oh, well, what does she look like? And he goes, well, she's not a dog. So, uh, <laughs> but at first, okay. So guys, I want y'all to know too, I'm going into this. I'm not in a dark place. In fact, when he said that I didn't get offended. I thought, oh, how funny. I thought John must've said that because I am pretty. And he, it was like, oh, so then once he sees me, he's going to be like, oh, you yeah. know, like almost funny. So I thought it was almost playful. I'm still on the mode of like trying to be confident and everything. And he did say, you know, say I had pretty eyes. And so we're talking and then we get coffee and they didn't have straws there. So this guy is from San Francisco area and he's only lived in, in Texas for a few months, not even a year. So he's like, oh, what do you think about this whole straws thing, this whole plastic thing? So he's like rolling his eyes about masks and he's rolling in his eyes about straws. And then he's like, yeah, they don't give out straws in San Francisco, but they give out needles to all the homeless people, all the drug addicts. And he's like, there are so many of them there right now. Like you'll be driving up in your nice car. It's it totally infiltrated the nice part of town. So you're driving up in your nice car and you're trying to go to an expensive restaurant and you're having to like run in to pass these homeless people. And he's just saying it like, oh, like I feel sorry for everybody. We talked about this, people at Target. And so I'm just like, I, I just said, oh my gosh, that's so sad. Like that's a real problem. Like, what do you think it is? And he's like, they're all addicts. They get started on like usually pain medication. Then they go to heroin and they're just addicted to everything. And I was like, well, God, I mean, what do you think could be a solution? Like they should be like, get these people into rehab or something. And he's like, yeah, but everybody is where they are in life because of their choices. Right. And I was like, like mental illness. Oh yeah. And plus he contradicted himself because a second ago he said they got addicted to painkillers. And I was like, He's like, everybody has a choice to do whatever. I mean, you and I are where we are because of our choices. They're there because of their choices. Most of those people, you know, are there as a result of their choices. And that's where they they choose to be. And I was like, I'm not going to start a debate with this guy because I'm thinking I've only got 30 minutes left of this coffee. This is one of my clients, people, the client I've had for years. So I'm just like kind of pushing through. But I did say, I was like, you know, I don't know. I feel like maybe there's other factors involved. And then in my head, I'm thinking... So have you never been around anybody who has been through any trauma, through any yeah. abuse, any mental illness, any traumatic event, anything that maybe you end up in a place that you're not thrilled to be in? Maybe you didn't get born with a silver spoon in your mouth or like a two-parent household or whatever the case Even may if be. you were like my, my mom's brother, Michael, like he grew up, went to Catholic school, went to college, had a degree in political science, was so smart. He became homeless and died under a bridge on the street. And he comes from our family, like this big, huge, welcoming, like you can't, he was mentally ill though. It's, 
Uh, yeah, totally. Even when we were like 18 and we would go to like clubs and there'd be those girls that are like dancing super slutty, you know, being, this was before I got slutty myself with through my slutty face. Um, I, I remember thinking, no, I really was not that slutty. And I just remember looking at them and thinking, you know, g- girls would be like rolling their eyes at them or like whatever. And I'm just thinking like when they were little girls, they didn't be like, oh, oh I want to grow up in like be a slut (laughs) or be like objectified, you know, it's like whatever kind of like happened or whatever their mind like got wired to do or their experiences led them to this place. And yes, you can be in a place and recognize that's not a great place. And then like try to make moves towards getting out of that. But I mean, it takes a second. None of those people, you know, said, I really want to be a homeless drug addict living on the street. Nobody makes that choice. So anyway, he is like, so I'm like, okay, this guy has no empathy. He doesn't care about the environment. He doesn't think COVID is real. That's what I know so far. And he was told that I wasn't a dog. So we are nearing the end of the hour and I'm like, perfect. You know, I'm finishing up my tea. I get up to throw my tea away. It is about 2.30 because we started at 1.30. And he goes, at this moment, without having mentioned any of this before, he goes, oh, I got tickets to go to this museum at four the uh, Illusions Museum in this part of town. He previously bought tickets for this. Didn't ask me what my time frame was, if I was interested. Didn't say it at the beginning of the date, like, hey, how much time do you have? We can go to this or not. Where is this um, Illusions Museum? It's in the West End. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. You told me. But I was like, oh, okay, now I was like, God, he fucking already bought tickets. I feel like, again, if it hadn't been my client's person, I would have just said, I'm so sorry. I've got to like pick up my son or I've got to work or whatever. But I felt bad and I felt obligated. So I did get in his car to drive over there, which at first I was kind of like, oh, I'm getting like in a tight, closed space with this guy, which you guys later in the story, you're going to call me such a hypocrite because <laughs> I was not really caring about COVID by the end of this night. So we go to the illusion. Museum, like, and they are taking people in in groups and like sanitizing in between. But we've got like time to kill, and so we go have a beer. Oh, and, and while we're having a beer, oh, I showed him pictures of my dog who I adopted from the SPCA, and then uh, he was like, "Oh, I adopt this dog from the what? Look at her, by the way. She, oh, she's not doing. She was peeking over the oh, side Annie. Oh, my little banana. <laughs> so I adopted her from the SPCA, and he was like, "Oh, yeah, I adopted this dog from." the SPCA and it just was like would show its teeth and it wouldn't get off the furniture and like I I had to like really hold it down by the neck one day to show it who was the alpha and then it just like was it snapped at at somebody that I had come over and and anyway he ended up taking the dog back after one month and um which fine I can understand I guess but he seemed to think that he was the victim in this story. And I, again, was like, that's really sad because this dog had already been returned. He, he said it had already been returned once before. And I was like, that's really sad. Do you think the dog was maybe abused or something in the past? And he was like, I don't know. Like it hadn't occurred to him. Like maybe the dog had been through something. It was just like, oh, he like got on my furniture. God forbid. So again, like no empathy from this person. But then at the same time as we're walking around waiting for our turn at this museum, he's like holding my hand and like talking about second dates and talking about how this is fate, uh, how this couple had mentioned me like a year before, but he hadn't lived in Texas. And then once he moved here and then here we are. And like he, so he was acting like he was into the date. Um, but I was just thinking like, clearly we don't, we're not on the same page on like anything. 
Anyway, so we get through the museum and it's, uh, there's some things that are hands-on that everybody in a mask inside, but you're like touching things and it's like, you're messing with stuff. And then, um, as we're walking out to the car after I was like, Oh, I forgot to get sanitizer inside. Do you have any in your car? And he was like, Oh, you're not one of those people. that's like crazy about COVID. Are you? And I was like, because I want to sanitize my hands after touching stuff in a museum that there were like the not- other people in. Like I would want to do that anyway. You weren't like pulling around to go wash my hands and you're like, just give me some sanitizer. Yes. And then also as we're getting to the car, he, he's like, says that his blood sugar was crashing and he said he's type one diabetic. And I was like, I don't think oh. I got that part until just now. What? No. Cause I told you this in the bathroom at the restaurant because I was like, isn't it crazy? Cause my ex was type one diabetic. So I know everything about it. I know what blood sugar crashing looks like. I know what you need. But also remember I told you randomly like that day on my little calendar that shows like what day everything is, it was national diabetes day. And I was like, that's so crazy. So he's type one diabetic. And I'm like, oh, I was with a type 1 diabetic for 12 years. I know his, his blood sugar was crashing. And so he was like, do you want to get something to eat? And then I'm thinking, oh, so he's got like a 45 minute drive back or whatever. I've come this far. I can handle one more hour. We can get something to eat. And so the part of town we were in, I was like, okay, we'll go to this one Italian restaurant. It's pretty good. It's right by where I parked my car. It's across the street from the coffee shop we were at. Um, and so it was like five o'clock. So it was like an odd time for dinner anyway. So we walk into this restaurant and it's totally empty except for one couple and randomly it was M and her ex. You just left a wedding. Yes. And I remember you telling me that you were going to be going to a wedding that night. And then it turned out that M and her ex had gone to this wedding and then had like time to kill in between and were starving. We went to the wedding and then we went to the reception and then the whole bridal party was going to go to Zaza. So we thought we would just get some food while we waited for them to like all get settled. We picked this restaurant to get some dinner. And it's insane, guys, because M lives 30 minutes from here. And this was like a random time to be eating. And Dallas has- The wedding was in a random time of day. And this city that we're in has a freaking million restaurants. Like, especially the street we were on. This Yeah, it's like Restaurant Row. It's Restaurant Row. So, like, literally, and I hadn't been to this restaurant in probably five years. It was, the most, it was the most random thing in the world. But so we walk in, and Em and I see each other. Or, like, I see her first. They call her name. And she's like... Well, but first of all, everybody's wearing masks. So I see this girl come in wearing a mask who, like, stops and looks over. But, you know, when you're not expecting to, like, mentally place a person in a space, my brain wasn't immediately like, oh, there's N. I just saw this girl stop and be like, ah, with a mask on. And I was like, who the fuck? And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's N. Like, I just... You know, you're not, you're not anticipating it to happen. I know. I I did a double take of you too when I first came in. And so Em and I like are screaming, freaking out for like five minutes because this is the most, and we hadn't seen each other in like almost a month or no, two weeks or something at this point. It had been a while. We just kept, I mean, I was like mind blown emoji again. I was like, so, okay. You remember at the beginning how I was talking about how like, okay, so I'm very casual, which is fine. My ex and I were at a booth downstairs, but we asked, we had been on a list to go get a cool table on the rooftop patio. So when we saw them come in, we were able to get a table where all of us could have dinner together. On the rooftop outside, and it was yeah. a beautiful night. So and 
and and E joined us. And I will also say, like I had described how I was looking super casual and M was looking beautiful and uh, like had been to a wedding and was wearing a strapless lace dress and like, you know, it just looked like gorgeous, like heels and everything. And I'm wearing like, you know, my tennis shoes. And then um, she was more dressed up, which is totally fine. And I still didn't even think anything. Like, I just thought it was so fun to run into you. Yes. And, um, and so even though I knew that I like wasn't interested in this guy, like moving forward, because we were on such different pages, I still was like, it'll still be a fun day. And then as soon as I saw M, then I was like, I even called my son and I was like, I just ran into M and we're going to be drinking wine. <laughs> and he's like, oh, sure. So now I'm like, okay, now this is a night. Now I've got like a second win and I'm so excited to see M and we always have so much fun together. And um, the guy E that I'm with, and I did take him aside before we went upstairs and I did ask him, I was like, are you sure you're cool? I want to make sure he felt comfortable. And he was like, yeah, this is fun. Da, da, da. So we got up to the rooftop. The four of us are sitting at a table and at first it was super fun like yeah. it was perfect it was a gorgeous night it's great food we're outside we're like and I feel like X and E were getting along and talking about stuff and it was and you and I were talking and it seemed everything was uh meshing well everything was was good I didn't think anything and E the my date he you know was like even putting his hand on my knee nothing that made me feel uncomfortable but like trying to be like you would think he was moving in the direction of that he seemed to like me on some level I'm just yeah. like putting that out there but uh he did start commenting on M's beauty and which is fine once but then again and then she mentioned her son her 23 year old son and he was like I can't believe that you're not, you look like you're 30 years old and okay he said it like over and over and he kept looking at her and it kept happening at first I was just like oh I know she's beautiful right and then after a while I was like wait a second this is like a bit much and then it got to where like I I said something funny when M was taking a bite and she like dropped her spoon and laughed and he goes, that was so precious looking across at M. And then I was taking a selfie at the table, which actually I was texting another guy <laughs> kind of under the table at the time. And he was like, oh, send me a picture. So I was going to take a selfie of myself and M leaned into the picture. So it was both of us. And then I didn't notice this till later, but it was a live picture. And then when I pressed the live picture, like the next day I was looking at it and you could hear him saying, ooh, send me a copy of that one. Yeah. So he's going on about how beautiful M looks, staring at her, how young she looks, and not saying, you look young too. You look beautiful too. Nothing. Just like his eyes are, it's like one of those cartoons with the red heart eyes and the drool and everything. And I'm like, okay, I can take some of this, but I have a self-esteem here too. Right. And, uh, and then the precious thing, and then the picture thing. And yeah, honestly, it was really I weird. Swear, like I felt like fine about myself. But then we went to the bathroom together and I, and I asked you, I was like, are you seeing this? Like, am I imagining this? And I like went over everything and you're like, yeah, that is a little bit weird. Yeah, it was weird. So it was starting to get weird. And then it started to get like, as we've touched on before, M is like my sister. And so it's like a little closer to home than this guy that I didn't even really like that acted like he liked me. And it was just so blatant. So then we finish up dinner and M and X say, do you guys want to come to this after party? With all the wedding party. Wedding party out outside outside bar it was a gorgeous night and everything and I'm like like at this so point I was like we're out together oh like what to go I was totally up for it and and even though like I had pulled you aside at that point and I was like isn't this weird I still wasn't at this point yet in the night I wasn't like feeling like 
hurt by it. I just was like, this is bizarre. This is like a little much like this guy. Can you believe it? So, um, but I guess it was all like kind of building up. So, uh, so we were like, okay, well, my car is across the street. Why doesn't E follow me home? We'll drop my car off at my house because my house is close to all of these locations. And then we'll go meet them at Zaza for this party. And so um, we get to my house uh, and actually on the whole way home, because E is following me in his truck, I'm calling my son and I'm telling him like, we're coming, like he's probably going to come in for a second because I'm going to like throw on a dress so that I don't go in there in jeans. And I was telling him the whole story about the like SPCA dog. And I'm like, I can't believe this guy. This is ridiculous. But then it was like, okay, well, he's going to come in because he has to be coming to use the bathroom when I was going to change. And so we ran inside and he actually like changed a light bulb for me while we were inside. There was this one light fixture I couldn't like, couldn't do or whatever. And and he was like, oh, he fixed for me. So that was nice. And then, so I'm still like, like, oh, I'm going to just throw on this like dress. I like grabbed an eyeliner and I grabbed some heels and I was like, okay, let's go out. So I'm still, yay, let's go. So E and I get in his car and we're driving to the place and we're like talking a little bit. And then it's like quiet for a second. It's only a few minutes, maybe 10 minutes away. And then as we're getting closer, it's quiet for a second. And he goes, but your friend M, she just looks so young. And again, like to me in the car and I was like, and I just was like, yeah. And he kept going. And then, and I just was like, oh, I just like couldn't keep taking it. And he goes, oh, well, well, don't take this the wrong way. But um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you look smarter than her. And then so I'm like, okay, okay, now I'm just getting pushed. And I'm like, okay, guys, six, seven drinks in by this point. Probably. I don't know what that means to you. Look smarter than someone. Well, because that's a way of saying like any movie that like Scooby-Doo, there's Velma, the smart one that she's not cute. And the other one's the pretty one. And all the teen movies, there's a smart one and the pretty one. So he, I think he realized he put his foot in his mouth. He has no self-control, no social awareness. So he was trying to say, yes, she is pretty, but he couldn't say it. So he like said this weird thing. And then, um, okay, wait, there was one more thing. I lost my train of thought. So he goes, oh, you look smarter than her. And, um, oh, oh, and then I got, and then I just kind of got quiet and I like turned towards the window and I just was at this point, I was like, okay, I'm feeling done, but we were almost there and I was bringing something to M. So I kind of wanted to at least get there. And I kind of went, I still wanted to like go out. I was like really conflicted, but I was just so done with this guy. And then he goes, well, you know, she was, she was all dolled up for that wedding. And so basically again saying like, well, yeah, she looked prettier because she was dolled up and you're just like, not. But still, it's just, I just was like, dude, this guy could not put his foot further in his mouth, you know? I know, he just was like digging Kept out. going. And so uh, we by now, we've pulled up to Zaza, and I've gotten completely silent. Pulling in, he was like, uh, I feel like your energy just kind of shifted. Is everything okay? And I'm like, Mike, did you pick up on that, motherfucker? I was like, uh, I guess I'm just tired. And here I'm still like, I'm now at this point, during that 10-minute drive, I went from normal to nervous breakdown, like psychotic breakdown, but I still was white knuckling it. And I was like, okay, I'm just, I'm not even going to say I'm pissed. I just said, uh, I guess I'm just tired, you know, cause I told him I got up so early. So he's like, oh, so maybe you just want to go in and have like one drink and then go home. And I was like, yeah. So we walk in as soon as we walk in, I just like, I will not sit next to him. I like, I went to fire elbow mode. I was like, let's go to the bar. I start dancing with M a little bit. And I look at, he's trying to look at me and smile. I turn away, I would not sit next to him. And then like, I just was 
so pissed. And then I told Em what happened. And then I just got madder. And then so I started flirting with this other guy. I was like getting really What close. was his name? We ended up with him that night. X and I did. I forget now. I mean, oh, I forget. Like I knew it. Anyway, okay, so I'm like just flirting with this other guy, one of the other guys in the wedding party. Pretty much, I just almost want this other guy to see me flirting with somebody else. So anyway, I just got wasted and was talking to this other guy. So E just dropped me off at home. And then um, the next day, like I woke up and- And I'm gonna run and get my license. I'll be right back in two seconds. Okay, I'll just keep telling my part. So um, I started feeling like kind of guilty about it. Then I started worrying like, oh my God, is he going to tell my client that like from his point of view was I just like got totally wasted on this date. I was panicking about that. And I was like, oh, I wish I had just taken the higher road. And I wish that I had just been like, oh, just take me back home. Let's not even go in. And um, I wish that I had made those different choices. But then honestly, after the dust settled a little bit and the anxiety settled a little bit, I started to think like, actually, if you were watching this in a movie, you would kind of want the girl to go into the bar and show this guy what it feels like to be like totally ignored and like be fawning over a different guy. So in the end, it probably was more of the power move for me to actually go in and flirt with somebody else while he was there at a wedding party where he didn't know anybody. But anyway, so the next morning though, I did feel, oh, I got to do some damage control here. So I texted him at about like eight, eight or nine in the morning. Oh, hey, thanks again for dinner. Wanted to make sure you got home okay. And he Go, he texted back, please don't text me again. <laughs> and and X and I had gotten a room at Zaza. So we stayed the night and uh, the guy that N was flirting with in front of E, he ended up in our room with this girl that, that was a whole other story. She was a hot mess. She looked like a prostitute. She might've been. But we stayed up till like four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning. So N starts calling and texting me at like pretty early. Cause like seven or eight. Well, N and I both on a normal day get up really early. Early. Like I get up between four and five o'clock. I can text N at six. We can text each other at 6 a.m. And it's not weird. Like we're both up at that time. But this particular night we had had, you know, we tied one on. So I missed a lot of what she was texting and calling. And then I saw it and my ex was next to me. And I was like asking X like, okay, what exactly this and this and this and this? Yeah, because I started to get worried. Like this guy, when he said never text me again, it was like, yeah. what, if I, what if I just don't remember like yelling at the bar or like doing something embarrassing or like that I just like blocked yeah. out or something? Yeah, and X just was like, well, she was just kind of like dancing on the other guy. Um, and I was like, well, the guy kind of like is saying he doesn't want to talk to her anymore. And my ex was like, yeah, he's like the way she was acting, he's like, I wouldn't want to either. But he didn't know the backstory. So when I told him all of the shit that he had said to you, he's like, oh yeah, then I totally fucking get it. <laughs> he wasn't even like, he's like, yeah, then yeah. Then he totally had that coming. Before I knew anything else, when he had said, never text me again, I got this like cold chill down my spine. I was like, what the fuck do I not remember? So then I called him and he didn't answer. And then I called again and he didn't answer. I was like, I just want to talk to you for like one minute. And he texts, please don't call me either. And I was like, oh my God, did I like shoot a porn and commit a homicide? I don't know what I did. So then I was all panicked. And then, um, then I like took a, I, I texted him and I was like, okay, I said, I'm really sorry for being rude to you. It was way out of line. Yes. I was hurt and my ego was bruised from the way that you were talking to and about my friend, but it still does not excuse my behavior. So I'm sorry. 
And then he just goes sad. Dot, dot, yeah, dot. sad. I remember the sad comment. And then I was like, okay, I, I'm going to keep going this direction because if this does get back to my client, these now are text messages of like me saying what happened. And yeah. so then I did say, yeah, you know, I struggle with issues of self-confidence and it really just like, basically I just got like super vulnerable, almost a little bit exaggeratedly. And then he did say, well, you just were like, you were really drunk and I just like took you home and um, made sure you got in okay and then left. And then that I thought was it. But then it wasn't it because then it was a couple days later, or maybe even a week later, where he DM'd me on Instagram. And he, yeah. Em and I had been talking about like, of course, like politics came up and this guy is like super right. And so Em and I were like kind of talking about like Biden and stuff. And we were like kind of taking a little bit of opposing views to him. But I was being a little bit more reserved because he's so like my client person and they're all like super conservative. So then he sends me on Instagram DM. Um, like this link to something and is like show this to your friend M she'll get a kick out of it and I'm like are you fucking kidding me I just told you that. oh yeah no I know I uh, I didn't I didn't tell you that because also in those texts that I had told him I did say I'm super insecure and then I even said especially when it comes to M I specifically said that and then days like I don't think he was no sensitivity chip no and I don't think he was sending me that intentionally you know he just like was obsessed with M at this point and he sends me a link that's like oh M will get a kick out of this there's then, no like wow and then so i i just like ha ha it or something because i'm like i'm just be higher road from now on and then he sent me something else and then another thing like yeah and i was just like are you fucking Sorry, this is the first i'm hearing about this he's a psycho yes Okay. Then, oh, and then he sent me one other thing on Thanksgiving and there are all these right wing like Instagram things. And I'm like, they're all private accounts. I can't see them anyway. What was the name of that one account that you, like, oh, we my thought? Republican dad or something. Yeah, we thought it was a trick to like make you follow it. Mm-hmm. Okay. After he had sent me like the third or fourth thing, I was like, okay, he's like insane. Then, okay, this is the new information. So today, right before I asked you to do a Zoom. So guys, I have, uh, which we can talk about in a second. So I did get back on the app. Bumble and Hinge are the ones I'm most familiar with. And they both are, they're, they're good, but they're, I feel like there's not very many, either very many people in them or very many people that fit my criteria. Cause I feel like I do like 10 swipes and then there's like, that's all that there are in your criteria. And, um, I have, you know, matched with a couple people, but, but then, so then recently I was like, okay, maybe I'll get on, I'll go opposite ends of the spectrum. I'll try Tinder. I'll try match. And so I got, uh, he's literally like, He's That's okay. I'll, I'll I'll talk about like Tinder and Match really quick, and then and then I'll get to the main point. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna try like a bunch of different things. So I got back on Hinge, got back on Bumble, and then I was like, I want to try Tinder, and I got on Tinder, but it was like almost too overwhelming because first I did the little upgrade where you can like all see that freaks me out. Who likes you? Because at first I was like on Bumble or Hinge, just like I mean, it's still a lot of people, but Tinder. I think everybody just swipes right. All men, I think, just swipe right. Because literally like a pool larger. Three thousand, four thousand. It went to like seven, eight thousand. And I was like, 
this is ridiculous. I can't even scroll through those people. But then you know what? I got off of it. I deleted it and I got back on it recently. But I did the thing that I told you about where you can go incognito. So now the only people that see me are the people I swipe on. So I no longer have a who likes you list. I just have like, if I swipe on you and then they like me too, they show up in my thing, which is also good because then if somebody you know is on there, you don't want them to see you on there, you know? Right. So like if I see fuckboy zero on there, I don't want him to see me. I can see him. If I'm in that incognito mode, he'll never see me on there. Anyway, I'm back on Tinder, went on incognito mode. And I was like, I'll try match. Match was the same thing as Tinder, but the other end of this, there were like way too many people. But but that's where he met her husband. Really? And they're married. They're- this was like five years ago before the apps really got crazy. I don't know if this makes a difference, but like, you know, my sister and her husband's a lot like her. They're very cerebral like you are, but they're not, they don't go out. They're not social they're the people that don't know how to use Facebook and Instagram. So match.com, I feel like the people, a lot of people that are on there are seriously on there to find relationships. They're not like tech savvy, like this is a hookup site. They're people that are like pragmatically, like I need to have a partner in life. So I'm going onto this website that, oh wait, they're here. Hold on a second. Okay. Hi. Thank you. Bye. Hold on one sec. Okay. But do you know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm talking about like five years ago, but I'm saying, I think that people who are on match are not like the Tinder hinge bumble. They're the kind of like people who probably actually are looking for real relationships because it's a little bit more of a mature, like invested site. Does that make sense? Oh, let me see what you- like, like, like the app part of it's new. I think when we did it, you had to like log in on like a laptop. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna- uh, there are so many people too, and I haven't found anybody that I find to swipe up. But one good thing about it is you can get very specific with your criteria. Like I could say, like, yeah. they're, but their matchmaking people are like, and I don't know what the app is like compared to the website, but Kate like had to pay a lot of money and like, she had to go through like pages and pages and pages of like interviews. Oh No. That's not how. Okay, so, but maybe try the website. Maybe it's a different thing then because I I can log on on my laptop also, but it's the same as the, my app. Maybe there's a different, or maybe it's just different now. Right, because it's like I said, this was like five years ago, but it so, was like intense. So anyway, I, I went ahead and got on both because I was just like, I'm just going to like try every end of the spectrum, the Tinder end, match end, and like bumble and hinge in between and just like see what happens so i had like stopped checking match for a while but then every uh once in a while tonight for some random reason i was like okay i will look at the like people who like me and the messages they sent me so i see one from e yeah e on match yes and here's what he says this was just tonight at, at two hours ago he goes, well, 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 look who showed up in my feed. Laughy face, laughy face. You forgot to say in your profile, you like excessive drinking on the first date. Champagne glass, champagne bottle, laughy face, laughy face. Okay, so this is why I want to talk about this what? here. Okay. Because then I wanted to be like, oh, hi. And you forgot to say on your profile that you you know like that you did it but then I was like you know I want to be like smart about it so I wanted to give it some time to think and I kind of 
at first I wanted to say something that was like assholey, but then I think what's more powerful is saying something that like really calls out his assholeness. I almost wanted to say something like, okay, should I word it like this? I get really drunk on the first date. If you hit on my best friend and make me feel like shit. Yes, do that. Because <laughs> I was like, I never get drunk on the first date. Like I've had, yes, I've had random hookups, but I go on coffee dates. I go on one drink dates. I yeah. don't. You weren't even trying to be out all night with him. You were trying to coffee and you felt bad. Yeah, the stars aligned. Like, and also all the way through dinner, when we got to my house and he changed the light bulb and I put on the dress, like I was still like, let's have fun. But the fucking, like when he just kept fucking going in that 10 minutes, I just like fucking lost it. I was like, okay, I can't, like now this is enough. And I just couldn't, I couldn't. So yeah, so that's what I was going to ask you. What should I say? Because at first I was like shaking because I wanted to reply so fast. And I was like, don't reply yet. But it was actually like when I was pulling up to 7-Eleven to get my wine, I was like, maybe it should be. Instead, I like what you said. I do too. I think I'm going to say that. Should I say it right now? Yes. I like what you do it now. Okay. I'm going to say it right now. See if I like right. what you said because it's like perfect. Oh my God. I know. Uh, I'll say, well, hello. Wavy hand. Hello. Okay. Good idea. Should I word it like this? <laughs> should I word it like this? Quote. I like excessive drinking on the first date if you hit on my best friend and drool all over her and make me feel like shit, period. Does that sound good? (laughs) But I also don't want to be like a super asshole. I want him to feel like an asshole. That would make me feel like an asshole. Or should I say, should I word it like this? I drink in moderation, but if you da-da-da-da-da, then I'll okay. You see why I didn't want you talking to Tyler? This is what Tyler did every day. Was what? Hit on all friends. Oh, 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 yeah. Look at all this conversation we're having about what that did to you. Tyler did that with everybody. I'm just saying, like, do you understand my visceral reaction? Like, yeah. But I'm like, this is what he did every day. Yeah. Like, all of her friends. Like you, she's beautiful and smart and intelligent. It's not like a... It's just there's some douchebag fucking guys out there. Same. Take a screenshot. Okay, I will. That could go on our um, Instagram page. Are you allowed to screenshot or does it like flag you? No, I don't think it, it does. Yeah. But does that sound too aggressive? No, it's not too aggressive. You know why? Because his comment was aggressive to start with. Like, don't worry about being aggressive. What he said, that's shots fired. Okay. Okay, that's true. That shot's fired. That shot's fired. He was like, oh, ha you should change your, that you're a drunk. Like, fuck you. This is why I was drinking. I'm going to do the same Take emojis. Take a screenshot of his comment and yours. Okay. And then um, at the end of it, I'm going to do the champagne and the laughy faces in the exact same manner to be like. Do it. What time did he send his? 6.01 p.m. It's 8.37 right now. So two and a half hours ago. Okay, I'm going to send it. Ben! I did the exact same emojis. That's awesome. He tried to make it like it was cute and funny that he said excessive drinking Uh with all the emojis. And you were like, ha yeah, totally. This is why. (laughs) So anyway, that was what I was dying to tell you. Okay. Did you ever watch the comeback? No. He replied on match. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay, we're... Okay. He goes, weird, 
dot, dot, dot. I also commented on her boyfriend's perfect hair and beard to match, trying to be nice. So apparently I need to speak louder as you didn't hear me compliment your beauty and those amazing eyes like 50 times. You are right. I will talk louder. Thanks for the tip, winky face. Whatever, motherfucker. I'll just say, um, should I just be like, I'll just say okey. Okey. I got to say okey. I got to pee. Okay, I'm going to say okey with a winky face. Yeah, do not go back and forth with him. I'm not okey. That is so awesome that he texted back so fast and that I didn't give him the, he knows he was an asshole. So what's going on with you and Oh, he's cute. Like, are you talking to him daily or like what? Yeah, every day. You guys been on like a real date or anything? No, but that's not what this is. Yeah. Like I didn't push for it. I just was like, I'm not going to hang out with you anymore. Like when I get drunk and pissy. And he's like, no, I want more. And the next morning he's like, I'm thinking about how pretty your eyes are. Like, what are you doing today? And I'm like, I will say though, like he's tried a few times and I'm like, no. I'm telling you, I've swiped through thousands of men. I swear there's not a single guy in the city, not on any of the apps, but I'm just saying that you like him. So that's good. Like wasn't traditionally hot, but I was attracted to him. Like it's like literally on every single one of the apps, putting my age from 36 to 50 years old. There's not anybody that like I, he texts me every single night and he's like, He's like, I know you think I go out with a lot of girls, but he's like, I've been interested in you for a long time. And he's like, I don't know what I have to do. And like, he texted me the other day when I was working on my car with my dad. He's like, tell my future father-in-law, I said, hello. These are people that you've met outside of the apps. It's like, if you were out just in the app world, like if you just saw that guy's picture and you didn't know anything else about him, you would swipe left. Yeah. But that's what makes it so hard because you're like, like, we'll probably come to a crossroads, but I've already pushed him and he's like, no, 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 I want more. I'm like, but you're not doing anything about it. But he still finds the time to text me like five times a day. And I'm like, okay, I don't know. So I do have a few people I'm talking to on Tinder or like people that I've swiped on, but nobody that I'm like excited about. When you texted me a few days ago, you said you had boy stories. Oh. I tried to call you back or text you. You were like, I'm in important stuff, but like, it's nothing yeah. important. Boy stuff. Um, no, I, uh, it wasn't very important. I don't hear. Nothing super, nothing very exciting. But I want to hear. Um, well, I'm trying to think if there's anything else we should cover. <laughs> I want to um, hear the boy stuff. There's not really any, there's not really any boy stuff. I, uh, I saw zero again. I know, but the thing is, M, I'm not seeing him, like, I, it's not like, okay, so unlike you up and J-Train and everything, they're like, this person then keeps you from finding somebody else. Well, he's not, because I am trying my hardest to find somebody else, and I'm not finding anybody that is interesting to me at all, and even people like uh, Dexter, American Psycho, or whatever we want to call him, uh, Revenge Fuckboy. And like, I did like hanging out with him. And if he called me, I'd probably want to hang out with him. But I don't like think about him or like, the, the reason I'm using him as an example is because he's second to Fuckboy Zero as far as like my interest. But 
I go days without thinking about him. But if he called, I would be like, oh gosh, like I, I don't connect with anybody except for like kind of this person. And then he doesn't deserve it. Um, but it's not about him deserving it. What about me? What do I, cause I, okay. So like turn the tables. If, if there's a fuck boy say, or, or, or a guy, what he gets out of calling a girl that he knows isn't really going anywhere with it, but he gets something from it. He does that. Okay. So for me, I am trying to find other people to date in every Avenue. I'm on every app. I've asked everybody I know, including you. Everybody, if you know anybody, I'm open. And even on, on all of the apps, I'll swipe on somebody. And then later I'll be like, why did I swipe on them? Like, I'm not that. Uh, and then I just like, I, there's nobody I'm interested in. Nobody. There hasn't been anybody that I even like want to meet up with. Even that, like the last guy that I even met for a coffee was that day that we had our Zoom after. And I was like, not interested in him. And before him, it was the E was not interested in him before that there hasn't been anybody and so when zero I know that is not going anywhere I know it doesn't mean anything I know it doesn't but I still like for whatever reason the way it feels when I'm sitting next to him I do I don't know why it doesn't make sense right I understand that but like but I like it so my choice is to keep searching and I'm not finding anything it's like pizza Okay. He's pizza. So I'm on a diet and I'm trying to be in shape and I'm being healthy and I'm eating spinach and I'm eating like salmon and sweet potatoes and avocado every day. And then sometimes I just really want pizza and I know it's not good for me. And I know it's not going to be like, I'm not going to eat pizza every single day, but like I want pizza and it's for me. Like I want to eat some pizza. I just was going to ask, like, um, I hear what you're saying. You like the pizza when you get the pizza, but I'm friends with you. And I know when you don't get the pizza and he goes MIA and doesn't respond to you for days at a time, it's like spoiled pizza. What does that outweigh? Yeah, actually it does. Because I, first of all, the last two times I've hung out with him, one of which I spent the night and the other, I just hung out for a night. He didn't have sex with me. I huh? hung out with him. Uh, it was last week. It was, uh, Tuesday, so almost a week ago. I spent the night over there. He texted me that evening, I really want you to be with me. I just want you to be sitting next to me. He goes, nothing scandalous. But of course, I I do want sex. I haven't had sex in a long time. I like him. I like his body for sex. So I went over there in cute lacy panties expecting that, and he wouldn't. He just wanted, literally wanted like... Does he talk every day? Does he text you every day, or does he still go MIA? No, he doesn't. We don't text every day, but I'm just saying like if, okay, so the last two times I went over there, he did not have sex with me. Once I spent the night, once I just hung out for the evening, both times ahead of time, he said, I just want to hang out with you. I just want you like sitting next to me. I promise nothing scandalous. And I'm the one that tried to make a move. And he was like, no, really. Like, I really just like want you sitting next to me. And I actually like kind of got offended this last time. Like, why are you not wanting to do this? Okay. But then on the on the other side of that, if I'd gone over there these past two times and he had had sex, we would be being like, oh, he just wants you to have sex. I know that I get hurt after oftentimes. I don't expect it to become something where he's going to be texting me and we're going to have this relationship. I don't expect that. Between when I saw him, I'm open on those apps, all of them. 
I'm asking all of my friends. I'm open to meeting other people. If I met somebody that I was even the slightest bit interested in, I try. I'm like, I, I would move toward that. I'm not waiting for him. I'm not holding back on anything for him. So I know that from the outside, the, the reaction is to say, this is not good for you. Don't do this. But if I'm like already know a hundred percent, I guess it's just hard. Cause I love you. You were texting about like, this is why I feel like shit. And this is why I'm blocking you. And I thought you were done. Yeah. But you weren't done. Yeah. So I said all the stuff that I wanted. And every time I say all of that stuff, I'm thinking this is going to be it. And then I assess after that, like I, for whatever reason, and it doesn't make any sense, just like it doesn't make sense for you. We, you've talked about how like your ex is toxic for you, but then you also have these like, fourteen years of like, yeah, I know, but I don't have that with anybody. It's relative. Like I've told you before, I've never felt the way, the connection with any man in my entire life, whether I was married to him or with him for 12 years, that I felt to this man. I just don't like him ignoring you for days at a time. That's I don't, But okay, then I'm looking for somebody actively that won't do that. But in the meantime, if I want the pizza once every three weeks and it's a comfort food and it feels good, I well- I have to work a little bit harder for it. Huh? I just wish he had to work a little bit harder. Yeah, me too. But if he doesn't, then what? Then I just, okay. Then I don't get what I want. Then I don't get the pizza. Why do you want that pizza that like is totally. I don't know. I don't know. I'm talking about a guy that has never committed to you. He would put a ring on my finger. Like we live together. Like I'm talking about a guy who literally like lies to you. Yeah. Oh, I know. Like I just like. But you can do so. You can do so much better than that. Then who? Not, I, don't, I don't know. They haven't presented themselves no, yet. I've tried. I've I've looked at thousands of guys. I've gone on first dates with dozens of guys. I've asked everybody I know. I've tried. I know that I can't trust what he says. I know that he doesn't treat me how I should be treated. But for whatever reason, I feel comfortable when I am sitting next to him. And I know how when I feel, do, but how do you feel when he's ghosting you for days at a time? For a second, it stings. That's like disrespect of another. It's like, oh, I know. So the thing is, is that I've thought about this a lot. I have made the list. All the reasons I should not like this person. Nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense. Like I understand that, but for whatever reason, I would be lying to you. If I said, I don't like that moment. So, so the thing about like pizza, yeah, if you feel all bloated, I mean, I 100% know I'm not going to defend on any level that he's being honest with me or likes me or anything. But selfishly, like if, if, if I'm allergic to cheese, but I love pizza and once a month I have the pizza and the next day I feel like shit. And I'm like, okay. And if in the meantime, I can find something else that I love just as much that makes me feel good, like a brownie sundae or a cheeseburger, I'll choose that instead. But nobody has, nobody's presenting a brownie sundae or a cheeseburger. I have no, I, there's no other options. I have no other options. So I, if I want it and it's available to me once in a while and I'm like, I just don't like the way you feel after the fact. Okay. For a day. And it sucks. Yes. A day. Yeah, of course. The first time when I thought we were going to be something, it sucked. But I don't 
I don't expect anything. When I go over there, I'm not thinking we're going to be in a relationship. I'm not thinking we're going to, he's going to text me all of a sudden that week. I don't expect that. I just expect that when, when I go, he should text you. It doesn't matter. It's like if you're in solitary confinement and like with, uh, what's his face? Tom Hanks had Wilson, the, the volleyball Wilson. People would be like, you just said that today, uh, Justin's friend that was coming over was named Wilson. And I was like, is he a volleyball? And Justin was like, did you just say that? I was like, I'm just asking. Well, see, that's the thing. That's like what he had. Wilson was never going to give him anything back. It was never going to be anything. He knew that. Um, But that's what, that's what he had on the Island. And if all of a sudden somebody else had come out and there was a human being that walked out of the woods, he would have tossed Wilson in the ocean and gone and been friends with the person. I'm willing to do that. Not have tossed Wilson. I'm willing to do that is what I'm saying. I'm trying. I'm looking. I'm trying. I'm reaching out to people that I don't even find that attractive. I'm going to coffee with people when I don't even want to. I like, I know you've been with your ex forever. And you know, though, on all these levels, it's toxic. It's not going to go anywhere, whatever. But you have this feeling that's like that you can't, if you could erase the feeling of butterflies or whatever, you would be gone. You know, he's not good for you. And then like last night we had sex like all over my living room. And this morning we had sex all over my, like, it's just. Yeah. I'm not even getting that from him right now. But he's crazy. Uh, but I want to have sex, but I don't want to have sex with somebody I don't want to have sex with. So I don't know who that is. What else is going on? This is a, a realization. I know we like touched on this before, but I'll cut his name out. But this is a guy that, uh, that calls. He calls at random times. You can't just like answer the phone and like talk to a random person at any time. And he doesn't really like text. And if I text, he will try to call. And then I tried to like yesterday. Okay. So this is the point yesterday he called and I texted back and I was like, Hey, I'm working right now. I have to like turn my phone off when I write, can I call you later tonight? And he goes, I'd love that. And then I, I finished working. I talked to my son. I ended up going to bed super early, like 10 o'clock. Never thought about calling them. Never thought about texting them. And then today, like I'm on Instagram and I saw his story and that reminded me, I was like, oh crap, I was supposed to call them yesterday. So I texted him and I was like, oh, hey, sorry, I fell asleep super early last night. Let me know when you're available. Maybe we can schedule a time. And then I was thinking, this is the same thing. Like, I'm not trying to be an asshole to him. I'm not, like, making shit up. But I don't care enough to remember to call, to make time, to stay up five minutes later to talk. Like, it's not occurring to me. But, like, zero would call me at, like, 10 p.m. And I would have to get up at five the next day. And I'm, like, on my way to his house because I want to see him. And it's, like, so then when guys for instance, like, oh, I'm just so busy. I'm just so stressed. I didn't look at my phone. Like that's like the same. And it's like, I don't dislike him. He hasn't done anything wrong. He's a totally nice guy. I'm not actively aware of avoiding him, but I guess subconsciously, like people you're not interested in making time for, you don't make time for. Yeah. That's the thing. 
We can go to bed. Are you ready to go to bed? I'm so tired. Okay, let's go to bed. No, go to bed. I think I'm going to have one more snack and go to bed. Okay, I love you. Love you. Good night. Good night.